0: Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions
1: to fight for something known
2: as Mortal Kombat.
1: Welcome into the Ringerverse, this is the ringers podcast feed for all things fandom we talk it all here comics video games horror movies whatever it is that's nerdy that is what we do now we've been locked into the falcon and the winter soldier for the last six weeks um we do an instant reaction show me and charles holmes of the ringer music show the midnight boys Uh, We have that on Friday, and every Tuesday, Mal does the deeper dive analysis of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Make sure that you check in with her on this Tuesday, because it's the finale. So she's going to go deep, deep, deep into her intellectual bag of tricks with a very, very special guest. Uh, But today, it's not about Marvel. It's about Mortal. Okay? That's slick. That was combat. Slick. You like that, that was shit? Slick. That voice you hear right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was slick. <laughs> oh, of course, I'm Van Lathan. What happened to Midnight Boys? We are joined by the ringer, Shay Serrano, to give you this special Sunday review show focused on Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> <laughs> now, look, um, I'm of a certain age. And so before we even get into the movie itself,
0: This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins in the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16. Click or tap the banner to learn more.
1: I'm of a certain age to where I remember what a big cultural deal this film was when it first came out. Shay, do you remember how big a deal Mortal Kombat was when the video game first dropped? I, I do.
2: This was, I was like, I was I, I headed toward being a teenager, so this was all I was interested in was video games. Uh, yeah, I had played Street Fighter. I would played whatever. Mortal Kombat showed up. And for me, it just shut all of that shit down. It was the only thing I wanted to talk about. It was the only thing I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was go to HEB, steal a copy of Electronic Gaming Monthly so that I could look at the pictures of the fatality. You know know what I'm talking about? Uh This this is like a, a franchise that a lot of people love and you forget sort of how big it is or how much stuff they ended up covering. We're talking about, through the '90s, four billion dollars in sales. Through the early 2000s, over five billion dollars in sales. One of the greatest selling uh, video game franchises of all time. Total, total, like over 54 million copies of this thing have been sold. And just for context, what, it's what it what Thri- Thriller as an album did like 66 million or something crazy like that? Like we're in this ballpark. We're in the mm-hmm. same field as what Thriller did. That's more the Mortal Kombat franchise, but they had video games, they had the movie, they had uh, commercials, they had song a song that was played on TV the radio. TV show? TV show, like all of the things that you could want if you loved a video game were right here for you. It was so much fun to watch it, If you, especially if you got there in the beginning and you were like, you saw the machine in the arcade for the first time, everybody's gathered around it, what's this? You walk up there, they got all the little quarters on there waiting mm-hmm. to, for your chance to be Sub-Zero or Scorpion or whoever, and then you watch it go from that to like the home console, to part two, to the movie. Fucking unreal. Unreal.
1: Crazy. We had a um, a Circle K where I'm from. We had a Circle K where I'm from. As if there's only one Circle <laughs> K. We had the Circle K. We had the Circle K. But <laughs> uh, strangely enough in Baton Rouge, we didn't have 7-Eleven. We only That's had fine. Circle K. That's interesting. I remember we would go to the Circle K to play uh, Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And we went to the Circle K to play Street Fighter. One time I come back... Uh, one of my cousins says, hey, have you ever played Mortal Kombat? I'm like, no. Well, what is Mortal Kombat? He's like, man, we got to go to Cortana. So we went to Cortana Mall Spaceport there in Cortana Mall. Shout out to all my, my my Spaceport crew. And there were people crowded around the game, just like you said, looking at this. And I remember seeing blood on the screen. Yeah, that's, people what, that's what it was. Impaled getting there. They got lost and the, they did Johnny Cage's Fatality and all of that stuff. And I was like, man, what the fuck is this crazy shit? Then, like you said, it hit consoles. It came out later on, like the year after or something like that for Genesis. And I remember they had the uh, A-B-A-C-A-B-B was the code that you could put into your game, and that would, would cut the You blood had to call on. a number to get the code like at the time. Code, There's no bro. internet. You right.
2: call a number, they tell you you... <laughs> Do it on your little controller. And then the screen shakes and you're
1: like, here we fucking go. Now we got the blood. And of course, then after the game being the biggest thing in gaming for a while, 1995, the movie rolls around and it comes out in the original Mortal Kombat movie. Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, uh, Sonya Blade, Shang Tsung. And it's just like a huge, huge hit. Did you Did you run to go see the movie when it was in theaters?
2: Absolutely. I was like begging somebody, please... Somebody take me. My uncle Jesse ended up taking me because he, he had two sons at the time. Now he has a daughter as well. But it, he had two, two boys. They're about five, six years younger than me. So we all went together, me and my uncle and my cousins sitting in there. We're in the theater. As soon as the movie starts, the Mortal Kombat, the guy screaming is how <laughs> yeah. it gets introduced. And then they have the logo with the fire coming up. It was like the Pledge of Allegiance for me just on I just wanted to stand up and fucking salute as a 13- as a, as a or 14-year-old kid, and just watching that movie, watching the characters who I'd played, watching the characters who I loved so much, doing things that were without anybody controlling them, it was so exciting. I, I can't remember another time where something like that happened. It was like a crossover, like a big- time crossover event. Like it happened on smaller scales with other things that I liked, like like in like whatever in an episode of uh, Fresh Prince when boys to men showed up, and we're like, oh, this is crazy, you know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Right, right. Or in or in Ninja Turtles too, like when the Ninja Turtles movie came out, like a similar sort of feeling. But oh watching God. watching Scorpion and Sub Zero up on the street, my two favorite two favorite video game characters of all time. Watching them, sh- I, I was like almost in tears. I'm I'm almost in you know yeah. It was like
1: it was really I don't wild. Even know. By the way, I thought for a second you were about to bring up the greatest moment in movie history. I thought for one second you were going to bring up... I wasn't ready to talk the, about the, it yet. I, I, I didn't know. You, I thought you were going to bring up the ninja rap from, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, to the secret of Oh, that one. Go ninja. Oh, my God. Go, Go ninja. ninja. Go. Listen, <laughs> anytime I ever try to act cool and my dad is around, my dad goes, oh, y'all like Van, huh? Y'all think he's <laughs> he a, cool, he a cool character. Let me tell you a story about how this boy cut loose when he saw Vanilla Ice on the screen. Like I was dancing in the aisles, I was going insane was I didn't perfect. know he was going. I didn't perfect. know he was going to be in it. It was a total surprise. I like he came and then, and then the screen machine. We're gonna rock the town without being seen. I'm like what? And my father was like, look at this boy. I was going nuts. <laughs> but by the time by the time Mortal Kombat came out, I remember going to see the movie and thinking, what's the story gonna be? like, what's the story going to be? There's all kinds of backstory that was going on with the Mortal Kombat characters that sets the stage for the game. But it was harder to be immersed in that type of stuff because you didn't, you weren't able to do as much research with the internet. So I actually didn't know that much about the, the realms and Outworld and all of that stuff. I knew basically enough to know why everybody was fighting. Mm-hmm. And so the movie actually, to me was a big, big deal in sort of setting up just how big of a world that they were going to have. And they've got their own universe now, like almost like no other video game. They've got, like you said, all the TV shows, all the movies and the, the whole big deal. When I saw the movie, I, I actually went, saw it, and I loved it. I was blown away.
2: That's one of the like sneaky tricks that they did early on was if you if you played the game, even if you didn't like, if you didn't have quarters and you just stood by the game and watched the screen, everyone, there'd be like some fight sequences um then they would cut and they would show like like a character profile and you would get to read about that character a little bit and you'd be like oh shit okay cool that's like oh these people they th- this guy doesn't like that one or they you know what i'm saying and then when you beat the game if you beat it with someone they would give you a, a, a little bit more of the story and that was like that was the only place you could get that information at the time either that or maybe you could read it in in game pro or electronic gaming monthly or whatever it wasn't like today when when the falcon comes out and you're like, I, I want to go on the internet and learn every single thing about this. We didn't have that yet. But they were already putting all of those pieces in place. Depending on how nerdy you wanted to be about this game, you could get all the way into it and be like, there are different realms and there are different versions of each of the characters. They're not the same. The Mortal Kombat that you see in like Mortal Kombat 3 isn't the Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat 1. Like These are different Sub-Zeros. They're brothers. You know, They had like this whole back catalog of story built into it. That if you wanted to, if that was like a thing you were interested in, you could do that, and you could talk about that with other people, or you could just turn it on and rip someone's head off,
1: and just be dumb with it, yeah, and
2: just play. And when <laughs> uh-huh. the movie, when the movie came, the original movie, it was like so easy to guess at who the good guys were going to be and who the bad guys were going to be just by the mechanics of the game. Like when you played with Luke Hang, if you did his fatality, he it wasn't like an actual fatality. He did a a spinning kick punched you, but you kept all of your body parts. You, he just knocked you out. You know what I'm saying? Versus Kano rips your heart out and you're like, oh, when the movie comes, that's going to be a bad guy and this is going to be a good guy. All of this stuff just was so intuitive watching it. Even as a kid, you're like, this is a good person, this is a bad person. Great, great,
1: great. Now for this film right here, mm-hmm. what were your expectations going in? For me, I really did not know what to think about the remake. I, the one thing that I do remember being disappointed about when I saw the original movie was that it wasn't like the video games in terms of the violence. And I remember my older brother going, what you think they're going to do? Show people ripping people's hearts out and stuff that like, they're not doing that. So what Like, what do you do? But, I, but this movie, in a way, I felt like this was the one that hardcore Mortal Kombat fans were promised because it was going to be true to the, the brutal nature of the video game. And because things can be done on such a bigger scale now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that it would be closer to actually bringing the video game itself to life. So what were your expectations going into this one? And did you rewatch the old one before you watched this? I did. I
2: rewatched the old one like once a week. So it was like not a thing (laughs) for me. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. The original Mortal Kombat. You know what this one did for me? This is, this is more than anything else. This is what the new one did for me. We watched it. We watched it as a family. Same as how I went with my uncles and my cousins. I sat my sons down. Uh, Laramie was with us. And we're like, this is, a, this is our movie night that we're doing this week. We're watching Mortal Kombat. They have been playing it forever. We have a Mortal Kombat arcade machine in our house. Like, Oh, this wow. is a This is, game is a part of our life. So we're all going to sit down and watch it. So we sat down and we're watching it. And I have my youngest, the baby, sitting next to me. And every time like, a thing happens on the screen that he recognizes or he thinks is cool he like grabs at me and he looks at me and he makes like a very excited face. And I could remember like doing a version of that with my uncle or with my cousins when I would see for the first time Sub-Zero do his ice ball or scorpion throw the spear. Like it just made me sort of love everything all over again. And, uh-huh. it, I, and I, it was like, it was a cool experience to watch it as an adult. Cause when you watch uh-huh. this one, you're like, This is kind of dorky. It's like a little bit dorky. I get it. I get it. But he loved it. The kids loved, like they loved it from a very pure place. And it was cool to watch that little seed get sort of put in their chest. Same as what I had with the original one. Because I'm sure some people will watch the original one and be like, this kind of isn't that great of a movie. And I feel like it's one of the best movies that's ever been made. (laughs) Like that's not a joke. That's not me like exaggerating things. I think it's like one of the top 10. Top twenty easily best movies that have ever been made just because of the experience I had in the theater watching it.
1: So I, I rewatched the original one, and there are things about the original one that I remembered. So this the this these are the bad points about the original movie. Go go. The bad thing about the original movie is that Brigitte Wilson, God bless her soul, just had absolutely zero martial arts. I did it. It, it looked terrible. It looked so bad. in ter- I remember even seeing that then. I remember being in the theater with my uh, with some of my people and like, hey man, she horrible. Like she couldn't, she didn't she didn't really bring it as Sonya Blake. She didn't really mm-hmm. bring it as Sonya Blake. Mm-hmm. And then other than that, it was just the blood. I loved it all. I loved Christopher Lambert as uh, as oh, Raiden. Oh God, so funny. So great. So funny. I don't think so. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. Just, <laughs> The The whole night, I loved your man from Wyatt Earp. As uh, he played Wired Earp, we played Morgan in Wired Earp, and he played Johnny Cage, and I loved him. I actually. Lyndon Ashby is his name. Lyndon Ashby. My favorite fight scene in the original Mortal Kombat movie is Johnny Cage versus Goro. Oh, oh, Scorpion. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Scorpion. It was Johnny Cage. No, that's the,
2: that's the best one in the whole movie.
1: That one is. Get over here. Get over here. Oh, shit. He and said, he said it. it. He said and it. Then, and then he hit him with the, get down here. Yeah, yeah when, yeah, he, yeah. when he kicked the thing, I'm like, oh, my God. That was the best one. I didn't know in real life that Lyndon Ashby is actually a martial artist. You can tell. Yeah. You can, like, because you can tell. It, it was all very fluid for him.
0: This episode is brought to you by Brooks. Calling all running nerds, Brooks has just dropped the Go 16, a sweet name for an even sweeter shoe. If you're looking for comfort for that morning jog or when you're hopping on that treadmill, look no further than the Go 16, which has a nitrogen-infused cushioning. That means it's nice, soft, and lightweight. So you got the comfort, but you don't sacrifice the speed. Turn those everyday miles into everyday endorphins, in the better-than-ever Brooks Go 16,
1: All right, so guys, beyond this point, we are ready to get into the movie. So if you do not want it to be spoiled, if you are still waiting for your cousin to email you or text you his HBO Max password, and he hadn't done it yet because he got to watch the movie, turn it off right now because beyond this point, we are going to spoil Mortal Kombat 2021 for you if you haven't seen it yet. With with this film right here, I'll be honest with you. I I enjoyed the movie. Mm -hmm. All right. I enjoyed the movie. The movie started off taking itself very seriously. And then there were some things about the movie that I kind of didn't understand. But I would say that overall, I was satisfied with it. I don't understand the new character's place in the film, Cole Young. I don't get why we needed that. I, I, I guess they wanted to move it away from being centered around Liu Kang. And so I, there was a couple of things I didn't get. I'd say that I was satisfied overall, but I just want to know from you, were you what did you think about Mortal Kombat 2021?
2: I liked it. Oh, I think, I think we're landing in the same sort of spot overall. I liked it. I thought it was fun to watch. I thought if we're going like piece by piece, Joe Taslim, who plays Sub-Zero, I just love this guy in movies. He fights in such a violent way like he was in if if you don't if you're not familiar with the stuff he's been in uh, he was in the raid an oh, excellent wow. an excellent oh, martial arts movie unbelievable a great fight scene with mad dog and that uh, he's in that new so that new show on tv uh, warrior
1: love that one too
2: he is in he was in uh, fast and furious 6 he has a great fight with han and tyrese uh, the night comes for us he's an excellent there like he's just he's such a violent Fighters, some some like movie fighters, like like uh, Donnie Yen, for example, he's like dipping and dodging. I'm not gonna trade blows with you. I'm just faster than you and better than you. Joe Taslim is like, well, I'll trade a blow to give a blow because I'm just gonna beat the shit out of you a little bit harder than you will me. And I really enjoy that kind of fighting. So I was really excited to see him. He has great eyebrows. Sub Zero has to have great <laughs> eyebrows because you're getting these these close up shots of his of his face. So I really I really enjoyed him. I really liked um, the guy who plays Kano.
1: He was amazing in this. Like, movie. Yeah,
2: he was always my least favorite character in the game. The one I just didn't care about at all. I didn't think he was anything great in the original Mortal Kombat. This new Kano was just fucking hilarious. Just he showed up. to... He was like, amazing. "Let me get my jokes off. Let me like, let me say a bunch of inappropriate shit." We again, I'm watching this with an eight year old, and Kano's up here <laughs> like, "You fuck, you fucking wanker!" You're just like a hundred times in the, in the in a row. Um, I really liked, I really like those two. Uh, with the Cole Young, I think the reason that they have to put him in there is they were trying to, to make like Scorpion a central character. So he's like, you know, the extension of, of the of of the family lifeblood in this character and whatever, whatever. I did, I yeah I could have done without him, I suppose. But I'm curious to see what happens from here. I was waiting for the rest of his like special power suit to show up. I thought it was weird that he was like in some dockers and then from the chest up. They ran out of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, bro, I tell you,
1: I said, I said they must have ran out of money because it doesn't make any sense to where some that was that was a workaround. Somebody was like, you know what we could do, we could just show them from the waist up. Uh, that's what we'll do. Like they just must have ran out of money, the, the whole deal. But so you know, interesting. So looking at the film, first of all, I like the scale of it. How it's not just. Outworld is this realm or whatever. Nah, you get the full scale of what's trying to invade Earth. You know what I mean? You get a really menacing, evil Shang Tsung. Not just a power-hungry Shang Tsung, a really evil sorcerer. You know, this Raiden is different than Christopher Lambert's Raiden. I mean, they would never do that again, where they would have a, the a white, guy. A white yeah. dude come in and be Raiden. They would never do that again. You'd get fucking ghosts in the Shell if you did that now. Um, <laughs> and, but but this Raiden is a little bit different. I, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. Christopher Lambert was funnier as Raiden. He, he, but this was a much more serious part. This movie was interesting because it was both slightly corny. And then very serious and earnest at the same time. Like, everything that was going on, they were fucking meaning this shit in the movie. It, the stakes, they really made the stakes very, very high. What do you feel, like, worked about it and what, like, didn't work?
2: I think what worked about it is, is how good everything looked. Like, if you go back and you rewatch the other one, Scorpion Spear and the original Mortal Kombat stands out when it comes, like, out of his hand and it's kind of alive. Just because of the advancement in in CGI, special effects, whatever, it just looked great. Uh, Sub Zero, especially the w- the way that he would like, the ice would just sort of form all around him at all times. Every time he would step, it'd be on the ground. Um, he, he his body just looked cold. I thought that was really really neat. But the stuff they were able to do because of that, like the one the one part that he has that uh, during that great fight at the end with him and Scorpion. When he like steps into the ground, creates a wall of ice, throws scorpion fucking through it. Like that sort of stuff that you couldn't have done before. It just looked incredible. It was great to watch that. So I really enjoyed that. I did also enjoy how, how gory it was. It was cool. It was real cool to watch Kung Lao do his fatality where he throws his hat into the ground and turns it into like a, a, a saw blade and surfs a person into it. Like Bro. that's a fatality from the game.
1: My fiance walked in just as that part was happening. <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this is Mortal Kombat. She was like, this is a kid's movie? I'm like, no, it's not. It's for grown folks <laughs> and my nephews because they, they watched it with me. But I like to see that. And people were able to get their fatalities off in the movie as well. So I yeah, was Yeah, there were a bunch of them.
2: They were throwing them in. At Gore, um, Kano got his heart yanked. From Mortal Kombat 1, that was awesome. I thought a really cool, like unexpected moment when Sonya finally gets her like character mark, her her Mortal Kombat symbol, and she gets her superpower and she shoots the rings through Melina and they have this great shot of Melina like on her side and you're looking through her belly and just her spine is there
1: and you're like, oh fuck, that's a, that's a, that's cool, that's cool. My thing is, I wonder whose decision it was to leave that little part of the spine there because that's really the piece that is this stance right there. Because it was, it was, it, it's like they blow through it. It's like, but let's leave the spine. Because normally when you see that in the movie, it's like a complete hole that, 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 and, it, that, that and, like, and it makes
2: it so much more gruesome that the spine is there. It's like right? you're, remi- <laughs> you're reminded that you're looking at a human body and this, and this is a piece in there. So I, I,
1: I did enjoy that. I enjoyed Kung Lao himself. I enjoyed I did Kung too. Lao. Did it was too. good to see him in the too. movie. Like, I enjoyed seeing him. It gave Liu Kang something to be sort of connected to because Liu Kang does a lot less in this film than he did in the original where it was all about him.
2: He has, I think, the coolest entrance in the movie because you don't know he's going to be in it. And then he just pops up when they need him to pop up. And, and that's my uh, one of the twins. That's his favorite character. So when he popped up, we were all like, Kung Lao. And then when he died, it was like, oh, fuck, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. Because my guy my guy is Scorpion. Scorpion made it through the end. I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good. But sorry about sorry about Kung Lao. What did you think of, of Jax? How did you feel about Jax?
1: Oh, I'm glad we're talking about this. Jax got played in the original movie. Yeah, big time. They they, they, they Jax got played. I'm glad that Jax got his due in this. Shout out to Mikhaan. A guy who I know. You know Jax? Yeah, I know Jax, man. I know I, I remember when McCod was like eating all the COD in the world, <laughs> trying to get big enough to play this role. He was keeping up with it on um, oh he was keeping up with it on social media, showing everybody he was like, yo, I'm gonna be Jax in the Mortal Kombat movie. That's like, cool as shit. That's perfect fucking casting. Ripped the man's arm off, but gave him new arms. I was glad to see that he actually got to be or one of the central characters in it, because something else that happens in these films is that, like, even in the Street Fighter movie, in the Street Fighter movie, um, what's the black guy? They have him as Balrog, right? But it's really not him. yeah, 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 yeah. Balrog didn't get any real run in the movie. But I want to see the black video game characters get their just due. His arms looked cool. They really looked cool, and he felt powerful and when he got his arms ripped off y'all you know what's gonna happen but it actually was a really tough scene to watch with Sub-Zero froze his arms ripped him off and then kicked him down there it, you really felt bad for Jax
2: when he kicks him off of the thing or when he falls off of the, the ledge and as he's falling to the ground he hits another piece of yeah. like the building and then flips again You're like, oh shit like, this is I, I thought he was I thought he was great I thought he was funny I thought he like gave his one-liners in like a cool sort of action star kind of way. Like he, oftentimes you watch the movie. I'd never seen him before in anything. And I was like, I would like to see this guy in some more. I would like to, you know what? I would like to see him in a movie where you have like nine soldiers and you just drop them into some shit and they got to fight their way out. Like I want to see that version of him. Cause I thought he was, I thought he was great in here. Uh, he was a lot of fun. What did, what did you think about the new Sonia? You didn't like the old Sonia?
1: New Sonia better than the old Sonia. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I'm still not convinced they totally got Sonya Blade's character right. Like, new Sonya is definitely better than the old Sonya, but nobody's gonna remember this person. But it was a lady named Cynthia Rothrock, and she was a martial artist that was in a bunch of these kind of low budget martial arts movies from earlier in the uh, in the 90s, and she could really fight. You know what I mean? And she like could super fight. And in this, in, in the movie, it does feel like both times what they've done is cast a blonde bombshell and then put them through three weeks of martial arts stunt training, which is cool, which is fine. She didn't do anything to take away from the movie, and it was definitely better than they got it in the first. But in Mortal Kombat Annihilation, they actually changed Sonya's, and then she was a little bit better. So I, I, I didn't love her, but I liked her. And I felt like even watching her going through her own little hero's journey to finally come to terms and get her marketing and get her powers, it was a cool little subplot in the movie. She had much better
2: uh, fight confidence. This is what I call it when you're watching a movie and you're like, can this person deliver this fight? Does it seem like they know what they're doing? She had much better fight confidence than the original Sonya. Can I pitch you on a, on a, when they do the, the new Mortal Kombat, the new Sonya? Sure. Ronda Rousey.
1: I don't understand why that's not like a fucking like a layup though. Cause Ronda Rousey actually was involved with one of the games. So I don't understand why I I'm, don't know what Ronda's up to right now, but I don't understand why <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand why that's not a layup. I loved her in when she showed up in furious seven.
2: Yeah. I think she has the right sort of like campiness about her that she would fit perfect in a thing like this. Cause she's going to take it totally seriously. She's going to be cool. She's going to beat the shit out of some people. Like, I would, I would like to see it. I would like to see it. It would be dope.
1: Now, we're being very generous with the film right now. I think we both liked the film more than we didn't like it. What didn't work for you, though? What were the things in the movie that you felt like they didn't nail? I think if I change one major part of this, I'm going
2: to give you a couple. Because I wanted more Liu Kang. I think he's just such an interesting character. I think the guy that they cast as him, as like a young Liu Kang, he's not old Liu Kang, He's young Liu Kang, like at the beginning of his journey. Uh, he looked great. His arms were incredible when they show him, like, <laughs> they show him all be like, Jesus Christ, uh-huh. this kid. He has a perfect Liu Kang silhouette. And they show him, like, walking in the desert. And you're like, that's uh-huh. Liu Kang. I don't got him to see anything. I know that's Liu Kang. He shows up. He has a great face. Um, I would have liked to seen a little more of him. Maybe in the sequel, we get, we get more Liu Kang. So I would have liked that. I would have like, I could have done
1: without Cabal. Cabal sucked. I'm going to be honest with you.
2: We have Kano doing a better version
1: of what you're doing right now. Yeah, Cabal looked, we, cra- Cabal looked crazy. It, it did. Cabal did not work for me. I'm going to be honest I would with
2: have you. liked to have seen Molina a little more of Malina. Uh She's such a good evil character. She was my mm-hmm. favorite character in Mortal Kombat 2. That's when she showed oh, okay. up. Um, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of her, like let her get some kills in. That would have been neat. And then also, the biggest one, I'm watching the movie. I'm like having a great time. We get to the end of the movie and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. There was fucking no tournament.
1: Where's the tournament? tournament? We don't get a tournament in the tournament fight movie? What's happening? No tournament. This was a, I I actually realized that about three quarters of the way through because about three quarters (laughs) of the way through, I was like, but well, we're not going to get to it now. I thought they were going to have one scene where they're all running from everybody or whatever they, it was they were doing. And then another scene where we were going to get to the tournament. And they they switched around a narrative to where Shang Tsung was trying to kill off all the fighters before they got to the tournament. Trying to cheat. Trying to cheat, which is interesting. But at the same time, it makes sense because there was a tournament in the first movie, but not in any way that actually really mattered. because. In the first movie, Luke Cage, Sonya, and Johnny Cage—they win all of their fights. But at the end, Luke Kang still fights Shang Tsung. Right? He's still the one to fight. So there was no well, real—he
2: gets to like pick who he wants to
1: fight. Right? It's, it's, there was no real tournament in like even in the first film, although there were different fights. People were matched up, and you know that you had that one. Two of my other favorite scenes in the first movie. Go for it. Go for it. Give me one, just real quick if you guys got to go back and watch the first movie. The first movie has one of the most aggressive pre-fight demonstrations in oh, any yeah, film yeah, that yeah. has I ever been. I already lived. know
2: what you're talking about. I already know what you're talking so, about. So, so Scorpion, so Scorpion,
1: <laughs> so they're gonna, they come out and everybody's trying to eat big prawns everywhere. And then Shang Tsung goes, I'm going to show you what you're going to get a taste of. And they just come and waste all the food. First of all, I remember as a chubby little kid being like, who going to clean that up? And I want to eat that. <laughs> they just come and they waste all the food. And then they put Scorpion with one of Shang Tsung's like, people. Just a random guy. Oh, it's Sub-Zero. It's Sub-Zero that Oh, excuse has. me. It's Sub-Zero. My, my bad. It is Sub-Zero. It's Sub-Zero. He starts going, it's Sub-Zero versus this uh, this random fighter. And this dude just starts going insane. Hardcore. Just punching super hard. Almost he's going to rip reality with some of these kicks and punches. And then he tries to get one kick. Sub-Zero hits him with the with the ice. And then he, his body explodes. And it's like, flawless victory. And I'm like, yo, I'm in the theater watching Mortal Kombat. I can't fucking do this. But kind of in this one, I think for me, some things that didn't work were they were they were try they tried to pack so much story in here. Yeah, the one thing that didn't work for me was Jax and Sonya Blade as conspiracy theorists working out of some kind of weird underground bunker in Cleveland, Ohio, some weird trailer tracking all of this stuff for years and years and years. Like they try to tie things back to the way things kind of work today, and it just bothered me. Kano is just there; she just has Kano. Kano's just another guy that she ran into while she's trying to do this thing. There were parts of it that story-wise I didn't align with. But you know what I did? This is what I do. Hmm. When I start thinking with my, I call it my Schindler's List brain. When I put on my Schindler's List movie hat, right? Because a lot of people, they go and they watch these films and they go, I thought Mortal Kombat had third act problems and the characters were fully developed. And I'm like, yo, do you know what you fucking watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take off your godfather glasses Take off your Schindler's List hat. Take off your motherfucking Moonlight, whatever it is. You know, take it off and watch the fucking characters from the Weird Realm fight. Eat your popcorn and Go the fuck home. We're not trying to hear it. (laughs) So, so, so I'm looking at the movie and I'm like, you know what, this and this. And then I'm thinking, hey, this is a Mortal Kombat movie. It's a Mortal Kombat movie. It's supposed to be a little campy. It's supposed to be a little goofy. Dude, did you think it was campy
2: or goofy or dumb? I didn't think it was dumb. I didn't think it was campy or goofy. I thought they took everything really serious. Um, (laughs) I, I, I liked that that Sonya had been tracking them. I thought, they were go- I thought they were going in a different direction. I liked that Sonya was tracking them. I liked that she had Kano. It made sense because she was tracking some other person with the symbol. And then Kano happened to be there and killed that guy. And then he got the symbol. That's how and she, he got
1: the symbol. And that's, that's how
2: she learned that. Like, that's how it passes. Uh, I liked them, like whatever. I liked them throwing a bunch of information in there. What I thought was going to happen at that moment is I thought she was going to like put a bunch of pieces together. And then Raiden was going to show up. And he was like, you're right. And I've been watching you do all of this. I'm going to take you all and we're going to go fight in this tournament now.
0: That's what I thought right. was going to happen. Um. I
2: thought that, you know, they could have done with, it. we could have trimmed out 15 minutes of the storyline. Same as when I watched Kong versus Godzilla. I'm like, I only turned this on to watch Godzilla fight King Kong. I don't need the rest of it. So if you if you want to get that with with this movie, sure. But I had a good time. I had a good time watching it. We haven't talked about, I would like to talk about it for at least two minutes, a minute and a half in the original <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Okay. My, this is my favorite movie entrance of all time it just sits so strong in my heart is when sonia is like running around on the ship on shang Tsung's ship as they're going to the island to fight in the tournament and she's like down in the belly of it and that's where she meets shang Tsung. and i thought i want to say for the record the original shang Tsung, fucking awesome just so great good. just so good. perfect shang Tsung face perfect voice very intimidating great. Anyway, she goes down there. She She's like talking to him. He's doing his whole Shang Tsung thing. Liu Kang and Johnny Cage show up and she's like, if I call for if I need to back up, I'll call it or whatever. And then right there, we get the, the music that comes in and we see the hand reach up onto the door and pushes open and Scorpion and Sub-Zero walk out and watching them walk out and then hearing Shang Tsung. This is the difference between the old movie and the new movie. This is all the explanation that you got. <laughs> that's you know, it, like that's the whole all back. he said.
1: This is that's all, all he this says, is this is right?
2: all he says to explain this this necromancer ice god and right. this fire demon. This is all he says. Scorpion and sub-zero, deadliest of enemies, but slaves under my power. That's and that's all we needed. That's all we needed. And I was like, yes, that's perfect. I'm in. But watching them get into their, their like scorpion and sub-zero stance, I was so fucking fired up. And I mentioned that because Some of the stuff that they do in the first movie, they like hat tip in the new one. And I thought it was really great. We were just talking about Jax. One of the best scenes is when he's fighting Sub-Zero. And right before they start to fight, he has the gun pointed at Sub-Zero and he shoots. And Sub-Zero grabs it and freezes it as the bullets are coming out. You see them do it. And they do the exact same thing in the original one. But the, the gun never gets fired in that one. He just freezes it and breaks it off. You know, little things like that are super cool. Again, one of the best moments in this one and the new one is when Sub-Zero's having this big fight and he like knocks a little bit of blood out of the guy and then he freezes it and grabs him and stabs him with it.
1: Crazy!
2: Incredible (laughs) thing to do in a fight. It's also a hat tip to the original because that's how Sub-Zero dies in the original one. He's fighting Liu Kang. Liu Kang, they like knock over a bucket of of water. He realizes he throws the water at him. It freezes as it gets to him and kills like it was that those like little sort of sort of nerdy things for me erased any other like problems I might have had with the movie. I was like, yes, this yeah, is a
1: great time. We're watching and we're having some fun. That we're brings having me, some fun. That, that brings me to what I thought was the best fight of the film. The best fight and also the best aspect of the film. For them to position this film and start it with the ancient hundreds of years old rivalry between Scorpion and Sub Zero, and to start the movie there, and we watch the origin of Scorpion and see him how he throws his little thing. I don't even—I I don't even think I know what exactly that is called—the rope spear, the rope spear. So when when he's throwing the, when he's throwing the rope spear, and those two guys are fighting, it sets the movie up to have these centuries-old rivalries and stakes mm-hmm. that ground it. It's something that's a little bit more than just your typical comic book fair. You watch this guy get his family killed. It oh, clearly man. sets up Scorpion as a hero, and Sub Zero as a villain, which is interesting. Which is very, very interesting. Watching it, and I thought that fight at the beginning between them. To me, was my favorite fight scene of the uh, of the entire movie. The movie had a lot of great fight scenes. The fight scene at the end between Scorpion and Sub Zero, great.
2: That's my favorite one. That's my that, favorite
1: one. That one is right there as well. But I really enjoyed it. And I there's a part in sometimes in movies where you're like you're looking and you're like, am I actually on the edge of my seat? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm actually on <laughs> the physical edge of my seat. But I, I really enjoyed it. And that was my favorite fight scene. So yours was, you said, Scorpion and Sub-Zero from the end of the movie?
2: Yeah, because I had been waiting the whole time for Scorpion to come back. He's my favorite all-time video game character. So they get rid of him early on in the movie. And I kept waiting. What I thought was going to happen when they introduced, the, when they introduced Cole, is I don't know if you noticed, when he's like doing this fight, when he comes walking out afterwards, he's got a black bag, and it's got like a yellow sash on there. And it's like, oh, those are the scorpion colors. Right. The his daughter is making the friendship bracelet. She's using the black and yellow for yeah. that. And like, so I thought what was going to happen is he's going to be the new scorpion. You know, I didn't, th- I, I w- I wasn't aware that th- like this is a whole new character who's not even like whatever. I knew he's part of the bloodline. I thought at some point he's going to get the mask and he's going to fight the old Sub Zero to like avenge his great 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 granddad's death. Or whatever so i kept waiting for that to happen and then i realized okay this is a different character totally and then i was like well when the fuck is scorpion coming back and when he finally shows up with the rope spear like that's how he gets back in the game i was fucking fired up baby i was ready to go. i was like i hope this fight lasts 45 minutes because i would watch every single second of it
1: yeah and they they do such a good job of putting him as a slight underdog to sub-zero because let's be honest Sub-Zero is a crazy, OP, powerful character in this movie. He's, with the the scene where he's coming to get cold um, and Jack shows up in the truck and the little girl, what he is doing with the ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Bobby Drake would be jealous. You know what I mean? Like, like what he's doing with the ice is just boom and the whole night, I'm like, yo, and in the the older movie, Sub-Zero had uh, ice powers, but not crazy like this. Like It, it took a long time for it him to generate It took a long him. time for him to generate because even in that scene where Liu Kang uh, kills him, it was good. But this guy was an, a, a mega level threat, man. He's killing it. I, I thought that
2: if we're like putting all of the pieces together, I thought that was the best decision that they made with this movie is to take Sub-Zero and just turn him into the fucking Ice Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> right. if he shows up where you are you're done. You're done. They even say it like nobody's beating Sub-Zero one-on-one. Not even Scorpion could do it. He had to, like, they had to team up with Cole at the end. But wa- watching him, again, Joe Taslim, outstanding Sub-Zero. Outstanding performance here with maybe, like, the most difficult character to play. Because you doesn't get to do a lot except beat people up and be scary. And that's hard to do. What about Shang Sung?
1: How did you feel about his character in this movie? I didn't like him. I I didn't either. He was it, it was it was a cool portrayal, but it didn't work. It didn't work as Shang Tsung to me. It felt like was lacking either some charisma or gravitas, or maybe he just didn't have as much to do in, in the movie itself. So I, I I didn't I didn't dig it as much. So that's
2: that's what I ended up settling on afterward because I watched the movie and in the original one I loved the original Shang Tsung. He's great. Um, he's again, great face, really scary. He's cool. He's like, this is a person to be afraid of. He says cool things and in, in like a cool way, the new Shang Tsung, I'm watching the movie and I'm like waiting for him to do some stuff and he never really does anything. And I'm like, well, that's not that much fun. In the original Mortal Kombat game, he's the main boss. He's like the one. Then you remember, oh, okay. And this new one, they're setting up like a long-term play, whatever. sub Zero's the main villain. He doesn't have, like, the Shang Tsung never even gets a fight. He barely gets to talk. I'm like, all right, I'll watch the next one. I want to see what, what he does. But if we're putting him in order, he's, like, near the bottom for me.
1: Speaking of the next one, the movie has a tease at the end. And the tease is that Cole is going out to L.A. and he's going to be looking for, for, for Johnny Cage. Yeah. Who, I'm not going to lie, I miss Johnny Cage in this movie. He's great. I love Johnny Cage. I miss Johnny Cage in this movie. That's the big reveal is that he's going out to Hollywood because they're still recruiting. Th- I feel like we'll get the tournament, maybe like in Mortal Kombat 3, but he's going out to Hollywood and to get Johnny Cage. So they obviously want a franchise. Do you feel like they did enough in this movie to get themselves a franchise? I do. I definitely
2: think they do. It was It was fun to watch. I think a bunch of people... We'll watch this. Putting it on HBO Max was a great idea. I think they're, I think they're gonna be like, yeah, we had 40 million people stream this movie. Let's make another one. That's what I think is gonna happen. That's what I
1: hope is gonna happen. Who would be who would make a good Johnny Cage out there if you had to cast it with somebody with the semi-name? I think you don't need like a big name star for this. Like most
2: people aren't gonna know anybody from this movie when you sit down to watch it. And I think it's I think it's totally okay if you just grab somebody who's like about to be a star. If you want to get a Johnny Cage in there, somebody that we already know, you know who I, who I really like, like he pops up every once in a while, is uh, that MMA fighter GSP? Oh yeah, George Saint Pierre. He's great when he when he pops up.
1: He looks amazing fighting, but he's got like a
2: thick yeah, rich, real thick, real, real thick accent. I think this will be a case where it's like, hey, we need. We need a smarmy white guy. And, then, and, and guess what? Hollywood has 400 million of them. They're going to find one. They'll, they'll find one. I don't, know who, I don't know who it would be. Channing Tatum would be like a funny version of it. Channing Tatum like, would sure. be like a hilarious <laughs> version of Johnny Cage.
1: I have a, a Shout out to Channing. I haven't seen Channing very much lately. Yeah, I know he was going to be Gambit, but I think he's keeping it cool for a little while, but he would be an amazing Johnny Cage. You and he's got good fight confidence. I don't know if you remember he did that fighting movie literally called fighting. That movie's a shadow reboot. Yeah. Uh, There are movies out there that are shadow reboots. That movie was a shadow reboot of Lionheart with Jean-Claude Van Damme. It is the exact same movie. When I say it's the exact same movie, let me tell you guys something real quick. If you want a good cry, go back and watch Lionheart. (laughs) Go back and watch Lionheart. Lionheart is the forgotten Van Damme classic. It's great. It's It's great. It's so fucking amazing. Watch Lionheart. Watch the end of Lionheart. He's here it fought. is. Here it is. Here, here it is. Here yeah, it is. Go for it. Go for it. Wrong bet. Boom. Wrong that's all bet. you need.
0: Whoa, Let's go. Wait a
1: minute. Let's go. I, I did bet on you. The whole back is on Akila. <laughs> Wrong bet. Like, look, and he gets up and he goes, Lionheart! At the end, when, they, <laughs> when, they, when the guys from the fucking French Foreign Legion yeah, let yeah, yeah. Van Damme run after his, kid, like his family and stuff like that because his brother got... Cause <laughs> fucking so good. His brother got set on fire by these, <laughs> by these underworld figures, and he has to come back to America and take care of his niece and his brother's ex. Who. He slightly has chemistry with. So it's just of Lionheart. Of then they remade it with Channing Tatum, basically. They basically remade the movie with Channing Tatum. Anyway. Lionheart is awesome. Um Lionheart is awesome. And then they did that same thing with obviously Fast and the Furious and Point Break. It's the same yeah, movie. Yeah. Although, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, went to different places. Um, I think so too. I think I'm I'm excited for Mortal Kombat too. I'm actually I'm I'm excited for Mortal Kombat too. I think things can get bigger. I'm excited to see the tournament. I'm excited to see Johnny Cage, uh rest in peace, Kung Lao. But I like I'm I'm excited to see it. I think they did enough to 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 get me to pay attention, uh, at least one more time. And really, to be honest with you, Shay, they can make six of them, and I will watch them all.
0: Yeah,
2: I watch. It. I would watch every single one. I watched Mortal Kombat Annihilation like three times. It's awful. It's a <laughs> god awful movie. And I'm like, well, I get I get to
1: see Jacks for a little bit at least. Like, turn it on. Let me see Liu Kang. The Mortal Kombat Annihilation. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh, I desperately have a podcast that I want to do. They already have the rewatchables here at the Ringer. I want to do a podcast called the Unwatchables, mm. where we just sit down and go through some of the worst movies <laughs> that have ever been made, and just talk about them, and maybe kind of figure out is there some hidden gems in there. And Mortal Kombat Annihilation, I remember sitting in the theater two times. I was sitting in the theater. I remember, and I think I remember thinking this movie's not going to get any better. One was Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Uh-huh the other, to be honest with you, was the original X-Men with Wolverine when it, when he starts in the cage fight, I hated it. Oh man. hated that's it That's crazy. hated it. I remember thinking like this is just he nailed it. He nailed Wolverine from the beginning. He nailed it, but I was just like, i did i I, I dig. I still I've tried to appreciate the movie so many times I'm just I, I don't I don't dig it. I don't dig the original X-Men movie.
2: Brian Thompson, if he's listening to this podcast right now, that's the actor who, who plays Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat Annihilation. If I'm not mistaken, I think he was also in Lionheart.
1: What, you're lying.
2: Yeah, he's in Lionheart. He plays Russell. I knew it. He's like the, the... the He doesn't even fight is the thing. This big giant... You have the big giant man, and he's not even a fighter in the in the movie. Shay, That's incredible. Shay, before
1: we get out of here, would you like to guess what Mortal Kombat Annihilation has on Rotten Tomatoes? ninety-two.
2: Like <laughs>
1: Am I close? Mortal Kombat Annihilation has a two percent. <laughs> yeah, on Rod. That's Demeros, a generous. Which, that's which, a generous way, too. For some reason, I feel like a two percent is more insulting than a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no that's fair. Cool. That's fair. Oh my god! Okay, how could you possibly have more fun than talking about Mortal Kombat? with fucking Shay Serrano. Culture Kombat!
2: (laughs) I've been screaming that shit. That's how I woke my kids up the day after we watched the movie. That was their alarm clock to wake up for school. Just me in some basketball shorts and no T-shirt standing in their room screaming Mortal Kombat. Did they attack? They did not. They did not attack. They didn't even move.
1: They did not attack. Listen, guys, there's going to be a lot of people out there uh they're gonna watch the movie and then not dig the movie i get it you guys want to be all serious and hypercritical about everything the movie's a lot of fucking fun it works i dig it i enjoyed it the movie is a lot of fucking fun i actually watched it twice on the on the the second time i watched it was the time that i just fell into the film i thought the special effects were pretty good um i i I enjoyed the movie do you want to give the last word on mortal kombat 2021 I
2: I just want to tell everybody who worked on it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Please make some more. Please.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, you guys got to keep tuning in to all things Ringerverse. Next Friday, uh, Charles Holmes and I, the Midnight Boys, are going to do the Invincible season recap. Invincible season one will be over by that point. It ends next Thursday. We're going to do a season recap on Invincible season one. You watching Invincible, Shay?
2: I have not. Is it good? It's fantastic.
1: Is it kid appropriate?
2: No. Because one of my kids was watching
1: it, the youngest well, one. He's like. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Did you let him watch Mortal Kombat? I did. He's good. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah like, like, he's, he's <laughs> good because it's all. <laughs> he's,
2: like, uh, he's, he's already ruined. So it's. Right, no,
1: no, he's got, I got this it. Is all I got kinds it. Of cartoon I read, stuff. I'm reading the subtext. All right. All right. And of course, make sure you check in with Mallory on Tuesday for all of your deep dive analysis on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the show that just keeps on giving. We are not done with it. we got one more podcast on it, and that's going to be Tuesday with Mallory. Get all of your mailbag questions in at Ringerverse on all the different socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can talk to Mallory. Uh, Shay, always a pleasure to, 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 to chop it up with you, brother. Yeah, baby.